hello there. Welcome to today's show. It's going to be interesting, hopefully exciting, hopefully relevant. Here we go. Does money make you happy? That's right. You heard it from me. Does money make you happy? Well, does it? Let me give you a background. Okay. Let's say you had all the money that you'll ever need, whatever that is. Everybody's lifestyle and what finances that lifestyle is different. Would that make you the happiest person in your world? If not planet Earth? Backdrop. As you know, uh, there's folks that would be considered poor. I was one of them for a long time. It was, it was a struggle. And so there are times, there are people struggling here throughout time immortal. As you know, the pandemic has caused financial havoc, a absolute nightmare, Thanos, if you will, tens of millions of people, great hardship in America and around the world. Some lost their jobs, some lost their homes, both businesses, relationships, investment property, their good health, on and on and on and on and on. Yes. So, let's talk about a second group. A typical group as well. This group doesn't necessarily struggle with putting food on the table. They're fundamentally secure. One or two persons work. Pretty good job. Pays the bills. Not wealthy, not rich. No. Typical. Good to great jobs. Their basic human needs are taken care of. Okay. Remember the uh, Russian, I don't know if they still teach it in schools, the Russian-American where uh, Abraham Maslow, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Well, we had to learn that when I was going to school. I won't say when that was. Back in the old days, okay, the old country. Where it had a rating scale of, uh, of, of needs. Uh, the basic needs of uh, food, shelter, obviously would rank number one because without food and shelter and clothes things of that nature it's over game is over so you're not talking about love you're not talking about what vacation we're going on if you don't have food and money a source of incomes resources you're not well maybe some of you maybe have that out of order i don't know i think so but anyway that's another podcast Third group, composed of the rich and wealthy. Some of you may want to call it filthy rich, whatever, filthy wealthy. But if they earned their money and it was legal, get off their backs, okay, whatever. Let's say these folks are the well-off as well. The bottom of that rich spectrum, just well-off. You know people that are just well-off. They're not necessarily totally rich or financially um in the stratosphere there, but no struggles, no worries. 
at least at least money and that's what we're talking about um so they could buy anything or a lot of stuff so can money make them happy so if i were to take a poll today between the poor, the typical average family, and the rich, wealthy. Well, where would that be? Who would you think would be the happiest? Who would you think would be carefree? Well, logically, you would assume those with the greatest income and net worth would be on the top of being happy, the happiest. The second group would be the typical wage earner, average, if you want to call them that. And on the bottom of the economic highway here would be the poor, okay? That's logically. But if you live long enough, you'll know it always doesn't pan out to what you think the logic is. Because uh, there's a lot of folks that have seven, eight, nine figures that commit suicide. So where does that fall in? How can you explain that? Well, why would they do that if they have all the money that uh, average human being would ever need? They can't, you can't live long enough, Methuselah's age, to spend the money. If you put their dollar end to end, it can go to the moon and back. Why would those folks kill themselves if they had all that money? If money, if the premise is true, money makes you happy. Where would that fall in? How would you justify that? And how would you justify people on the other end wanting to live? Ah, see, why are they so happy? Remember that family, uh, The Good Times? Uh, it was an episode in the 70s. Uh-oh, I'm dating myself. Oh, man, 70. Well, let's say I watched it on Netflix or something. Uh, <laughs> well, I watched it real time. And they uh, were very poor. But this family had so much love, well-regarded in the community, lovable people. They weren't perfect, but they had family. They, it was like a uh, celebration when they had meat, okay? Literally. It's beef day, prime rib day. You know, uh, they were just happy in a genuine way. So how can they be happy? They don't have any money, lack of. Those people, that's not real. Those people want for everything. How can these people... Be happy. Well, the show was highly popular, highly rated, lasted for a few years. And there's other shows, too, where people that were struggling appeared to be happy. Even the middle class families on television, they were struggling and had major issues with things. But they appeared more or less to be happy as well. Is this a Hollywood thing? A thing that Hollywood just made up and said, well, we're going to brainwash the people to think the lack of money 
still leads them to be happy. BS, right? Maybe, maybe not. Money can surely take care of the essential things in life. Home, food, car, health, education, clothes. Okay. Transportation. Yeah, I said that. And also, let's talk about the non-essentials. Going to Disneyland. Love that Disneyland. Love Universal too. And Knott's Farm. Love going on those vacations, right? Gifts, Christmas, birthdays, celebrations. Money can remove the basic worries about paying those bills. Gas company wants their money. Edison wants their money. P&G. L-A-D-W-P. These folks want the money. The grocery store wants the money. Mobile, Chevron. They want their money. Arco, they want the money. Hospitals, Kaiser. Right? These folks want some money. What is money? Well, you know, money is a means of exchange. You trade your time and efforts and labor for this thing called the dollar or wherever you live in the world. In Germany or France, Frank, the Mark, the Rupel, all these countries, the Peso. You go anywhere and they're just not giving, handing these things out. They don't ask you where you get the money, but they expect it. Right? So money can remove these worries from your life. So perhaps the lack of worries because of the money will make you happy. How's that? Or do you just like bathing in your money like water? Call it a water of money and a bathtub and just you rolling around in it saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. I'm so happy, happy, snappy, happy. So, is there a downside of having money? Oh, yes, there is. I'm so glad I asked. There is a downside. Look at the lottery winners. Five million, two million, one million, gone. Three, five years, the money's gone. In fact, not only don't they have the three, four, five, ten, twenty million, they owe money after that. How do you win twenty million after taxes, and then you end up owing money where you have to file bankruptcy? Smart or the other word? Ooh, harsh, huh? Let's not be judgmental here. How do you do that? Look at the celebrities, the athletes. They lose it all, have three, four hundred million dollars for 10, 20 years, even less. And they're flipping burgers or you find them under the freeway. Okay. How about living in excess? Right? Not counting your money, having someone else count it for you. They may be uh, stealing the money, embezzling. I won't call those celebrities out that allow that to happen. One thing, even in high school, they teach you how to count if you paid attention. Oh, but if you paid attention. Ooh, that's another podcast. I, I'm getting so many ideas for different podcasts here. 
if you don't have the knowledge, the skills, the experience, the ad good advice, it's easy to fall in these traps of someone else partaking of your money. Those are the downsides of money. It's just like a gun. Uh-oh, another podcast. Can a gun be used for good? Oh, absolutely. I know there's some folks out there that talk crazy. Uh, you know, it helped defends many people. Can you imagine if our military went out there defending the country, we didn't give them guns? Well, that would be stupid, wouldn't it? So, someone breaking in your house is nice to have, right? Yeah, if it's legal and all the paperwork is done properly and you're trained, I think you should be trained. To protect your family, too. That's another episode. Uh-oh, I'm stirring the pot. Yes, does money make you happy? Negative effects could be attracting, attracting phony friends. In fact, friends you thought were your dying rides, the ones that your posse had your back. Once you get successful, they start getting jealous, and now they want to take everything from you. They start doing voodoo dolls on you. No offense to the traditional reasons for voodoo, but... They're snakes hiding in the bushes. It's waiting for you to get near that bush or turn over that rock so they can whack get you. Oh, let's talk about family, too. They'll be the first to cut you. Before you get out of the gate, they're going to cut your ankles so you fall down so they can get you. Yeah, like roaches. When the lights are turned off, they start scrambling around. So watch out for those phony friends and family. Sort of like that AT&T with the friends and family plan. Well, this is the friends and family of evil. They wish you ill will because you're successful. Yes, you know the folks that disappoint you. You know what I'm talking about. Gold diggers. They could be men or women. Gigolos, scammers, preying on you. Preying on folks. You know, you know, you know. You know, you know, you know to know. So, how about, can money buy love? Uh-oh, another podcast, genuine friendship. If that were true, what would, uh, how would that affect Tinder or eHarmony, Bumble, Match.com, all the rest of these dating sites? If money can buy genuine, pure love, then the business model, current model is flawed. I would just, they would just change it to, Matching, and there's sites out there too. I won't mention to plug them. I'm not being endorsed by them, but uh, just matching uh, the scammers, the gold diggers, gigolos with well-off people and match them with the leeches of the world. Right? Money in that, I guess. But let's say you're out for a genuine relationship, genuine companion, a spouse. That's what you're looking for. As you know, you don't go to the local nightclub for that, but some of y'all do. Some people do. Whatever works for you. Some go to church to recruit. Hey, whatever. Should be there to worship too, by the way. Just a little tidbit there. But if you're looking for real love, then money is not it. Now, if you're a parent, with a daughter or son, 
obviously you pray that their significant other will have a mean, will have a career plan, be on track to earn a decent living, probably get some education, doesn't necessarily mean academic, it could be vocational, excellent schools out there, vocational. Do a series on that. I'm going to do a series on that too, to plug them. Not everyone's meant to go to college, but they have to do something. Can't just stay at mommy and daddy's house until you die. Well, I guess they can, but if you allow it. Or they marry someone and gets with someone and the other person isn't carrying their weight. You don't want that for your child. You don't want that for yourself, I hope. There's people taking advantage people, don't know what a J-O-B means. They don't even know how to spell it. Now, is there, moving on, is there anything wrong with being financially secure? Of course not. Depends how you go about it, though. If you're scamming people, uh, pretending to like them, love them, and taking advantage of them, well, that's as evil. Yeah, that's right. You heard me. You're evil if you do that. To mislead them. Uh-huh. I'm talking to somebody. Is okay to dream of riches? Oh, no problem. All those late night infomercials I grew up with. I won't mention their name. Some of them went to prison. Um, is it wrong to ensure your kids want for nothing? Of course not. All these things are perfectly fine. Look, I'm still working on my prosperity goals too, and I have a lovely wife that is joining me in our march toward prosperity and contentment and joy outside of money. Just joy, just to be joyful. With money or not. Because money comes, money goes. So that means, oh, I'm happy today. Got $5, I got $1, now I'm unhappy. Well, I'm not happy about having one dollar. Of course not. But, I mean, the internal happiness, the internal joy is what we're really talking about. Not that superfluous, that exterior where we pretend to have that nice smile and with joy, but we're dying inside. And if you're ever having issues with that, you should see a licensed professional for that. And a coach and a buddy, somebody that you can vent to, talk to. It's how you go about things. I'm not willing to sell my soul, which a lot of people are. That's for them. And so it's important that we put money in its right perspective. It's a means of exchange. I go to, let's say you go to work 40, 80 hours a week, 100 hours a week. You expect to be fairly compensated. Now, some of the employers may not pay a fair wage and, and they should shake out in the bigger scheme of things and take advantage of folks. Like I said, there, there's legal scammers too. People and, and also other groups that you hire and they take advantage of your lack of knowledge of on a particular subject. I won't call certain vocations out today. I will in the future that are known to do that. And especially if it's a male or female, females get taken advantage of a lot. And then uh, that's why it's good for you significant men, significant men, <laughs> significant others, which can be men or women, to go with the other spouse and dealing with business. So they have to tackle the two of you, you know, before they try to overcharge you for something.
My point is, if money was the great cure-all, why are so many well-off, rich, and otherwise looking happy people uh, appear to be doing well otherwise? Why they're going into drugs, ODing on this fentanyl and all these other opiates, and why they're committing suicide? It can't be the cure-all, the panacea of everything. It, it just can't, and it's not. I think there's a saturation point of buying things. Buying people. After so many cars, so many homes, so many gadgets, so many of this or that. You don't have the internal satisfaction anymore. The laws of diminishing returns take over and you can no longer redirect your unhappiness externally. Goods and services, no mas. You have all the goods and services you can get. Shopaholics, I know the stores, retail love you. They love seeing, they will take your money. They will drive, they will see you drive yourself to the ground and take your last dollar. You must focus on being grounded. Uh-oh, my preaching. And centered on why we exist. You exist, I exist. What is our meaning for being here? Is it just to earn a paycheck and then die? Is that it? Is that all we are? Just to work, go to school, bust our butt, earn all the money, and then spend all the money and die. Just have enough for the funeral, right? Is that it? We should transcend the almighty dollar. I believe that's the key. So you should take an inventory of your value system and what you should value. What makes you truly content. Think back. You were a kid once. You may still be young. Whatever age. You still count. At the same time, this should not be an excuse to avoid working or earning meaningful living. Say, oh, my life is more than money, so I'm just going to go discover myself for the next 10, 20 years and sponge off of other people or live off the fat of the land, but it's not your land. I don't know how that's going to work out either. I'm not talking about trust fund babies. They got something to, to, to latch on to. They fall. And again, this, not again, this excludes those that require assistance and our help because of health conditions, because they're minor children, elderly. Those unable do not have the capacity to take care for themselves. The family, I would hope, would pitch in first. And if they don't, society should help the folks that truly cannot earn a living because of something out of their control. I phrased that correctly, out of their control. And they can't. Should be enough loving, kind people. That's why it's good to donate to charities, good charities that help people uh, in need. And, uh, and the hospitals that do the same, like for children. Um, 
it's important that we take care of people too. This is not just about capitalism, the pros and cons of it, or the pros and cons of poverty. But we do know one thing, we rather have money than not have money and have as much as humanly possible. So we can take care of ourselves and our families. Nothing wrong with that. Every dollar you earn, though, is precious. So think twice before spending it. On your third latte for the day. No offense to certain coffee houses. Okay. That's another podcast. Uh, and I, I thought about another podcast I really want to do is uh, that is it, it deals with money and love, I hope. Financing the wedding versus financing the marriage. See, so a lot of people are confused with that. Going on a tangent for a moment, a rant, where they're confused with the wedding as the most important thing in their life versus the day-in, day-out marriage and who they're married to. They'd rather invest more in a wedding than the marriage. They're confused. You're confused if that's you. That's another podcast. Definitely doing that one. Okay on relationships and that money can resolve many issues it can remove all a lot of worries but it cannot make you content from the inside out that's the bottom line i encourage you to make a plan for your life that involves your full well-being which is health which is relational financial career raising family kids so anyway, I believe that's enough. So, does money make you happy? Not by itself. It doesn't. So this is a wrap. Until you hear me again, which is going to be very, very soon with all things money. <laughs>